Hello and welcome to the ETOP21 Sports Show for November 28th. How is everyone doing? My name is Eric. I'm the man behind ETOP21 Sports. We have an absolute phenomenal show lined up for you today. Wade from Wade's Bets is coming back. Him and I are going to look back at week 12, share our week 13 bets. Plus, Gino will have his horse racing bet of the day. But before I get into all that, I would like to say thank you to the sponsor of the show, Thrive Fantasy. If you're not using Thrive, go to the App Store, download the Thrive app, use promo code ETOFT21 for a 100% deposit match. If you're watching this on YouTube, link to that is in the description below. Now let's go ahead. Let's see what Gino has a cooking for us over Thursday at Woodbine. This week's play is going to come on Thursday at Woodbine. Keep in mind, they're actually going to have a mandatory payout in their 20-cent jackpot pick six, which starts in race number three on Thursday evening. That goes at around 5.30 Eastern time, 5.30 p.m. Eastern time. I'm taking a look at the DRF past performances right here for Woodbine for Thursday. We're going to jump into a horse I like in this race. That's the number four, Mucho Mystique. Lightly race Philly. All three of her races have been sprinting. And she's raced now two times this year after a long, long layoff. And both of those races are sneaky good. Now she's going to stretch out and she's going to go longer. I think she'll be more forwardly placed in here. I'm expecting a big effort from Mucho Mystique. Third start off the bench in a race with no monsters. She's going to take a big step forward in here. The number four, who is four to one on the morning line. If we can get anything over five to two, I think that's fair value on her. Make sure to use her to start that pick six and play her to win if you get that price. Good luck. We'll be back next week with another best bet. Make sure to give my boy Gino a follow at It's Me, Gino B. On. X, him and I are always talking NFL on his podcast, which comes out every Friday. Plus, we're on the NFL betting blitz every Sunday morning. Make sure to sh- check that out. Now, without further ado, I would like to welcome this week's special guest from the heartland of Indiana, my boy Wade from Wade's Bets. Wade, how are you doing today, my man? Hey, how's it going, man? How's it going, everybody? Uh, 15 snow on the ground and cold as fuck. That's how it's going here, my man. Uh, we're about 20. No snow on the ground, but it's Ooh. windy. It is cold. It is windy. I'm wearing my winter cap. I am freezing my utter ass off right now, if I'm being honest with you, my man. But you know what that means? It means it's football season. It means we're Absolutely. in the freaking middle of it. Wade, you know, you were on earlier in the football year. Just tell us what everyone's been up to, how you've how you been doing and everything, my man. Been doing good. Um, you know, just been hanging in there. You know, football season's been up and down this year. It seems about every other week we do good, we do bad. Um, you know, just one of those grinds this year, I guess. But, no, we've been doing good. We've been hanging in there. Um, college football's been all right. So it's been well-rounded this year so far. Now, obviously, you know, we have big news. Um Frank Wright got fired from the Jags. Before we get that, you mentioned college football. Uh, let's make some money. You guys, what do you guys think about the college football rankings? Will Texas make it? Hey, I'm a Longhorns fan too. I wish, but I don't think they're making it. There's no way. Really? Because th- this is my thing. Okay, if they win, okay, and see, I don't. I'll say it. I don't think Oregon's that good. When you look at the defensives, they well, really if just, well. If you just don't don't look at the team names, just write on the piece of paper their rankings, their defensive rankings, and then if you just look at them, they're like, you know what, they're, they're really not that good. You know, that's all I'm saying. And then if you look at Texas, they have more top twenty five wins, and they went on the road and beat a top ten team in Auburn in, in Alabama. Excuse me. So I, I agree. Just, Texas has a better defense. I just think that Texas has the bigger, the better resume. I don't think Florida State should get in because obviously they're down to their third string quarterback. I'm still bitter because I had Florida plus the seven and the money line last <laughs> week to go along with my Auburn bet. Um, but yeah, I just I think Texas should get in. I think Texas is I think Texas is one of the teams that could beat Michigan and Georgia. I well, I was very that. shocked that Ohio State was only dropped to six. I feel like they should have been moved farther down, which would have well, helped Texas a little bit. McCord is awful. McCord is so bad at play. Yeah. Uh, yeah. C-Spear 22, is Fields done with the Bears? That's a tough question. I don't know. 
Um, this is what I would do. I think you should trade him. Um, you know, we talked about it. I talked about it on my podcast, I think, a couple weeks ago. Uh, Steelers and Falcons make the most sense. You know, then you can trade them, get the assets, rebuild, take May or Williams, whoever you want, um, an offensive lineman or Marvin Harrison. I think that's the best. I think that's the best path for the Bears because I just think they're so far behind the eight ball. Um, what what do you think of Fields as a quarterback though? I think he's a good playmaker. I think if um, I don't know, I just don't. I haven't watched him enough, even as a Vikings fan. I just haven't really watched him enough to have a good feel of his. If, do they have an offensive line problem? Do they have a scheme problem? Because I feel like if he had better players around him, I, I don't think he has that great of players around him. Honestly, I, I I I think obviously Moore is good and Komet's a pretty good tight end, but I think the running game's lacking. I don't think they have a second wide receiver choice or a third. Um, I don't know. I saw TV today where they were talking about having them draft Marvin Harrison. If they added him to their team and they don't change anything up, does that, does that do anything? I don't know. It's tough. That's tough. That's a tough, tough one for sure. I don't like Williams. I'm one of those people that does not, I do. I do not believe Williams is a generational talent. I've seen enough people talk about him and break his game down where he's not going to be an elite talent at the next level. And I think people are going to screw up on him. I'll be honest. I have May as my top rated quarterback. I like this comment. Bear, this is obviously what I said. Bears should trade fields and get as many draft assets as they can. Makes totally sense. Agree with that. Um, yeah. College football. Obviously we have the college conference championships um, this weekend. You know what? Eh, not really looking forward to any game. I'll be honest. Like to me, this is kind of a dud weekend of football. In the past, I've been looking forward to them. Uh, maybe if the quarterback for Miami is healthy, I'd be looking forward to the MAC championship. This one's actually pretty funny. McCord is so bad, Harrison can't make him look good. I mean, I totally agree with that comment. Um, those turning in for the first time, this is what we do. We each have two takeaways from week 12, and then we have some bets to share wade you are the guest i'll let you kick off what is your first takeaway from week 12 my friend yeah my first takeaway is that the the steelers are going to make the playoffs and that's that's because they think they have a very easy schedule remaining and just the what we saw from last last week now are, are the steelers offensive woes in the past after firing canada i'm not quite sure um you know they posted over 400 yards of offense um, but they still couldn't find the end zone. Um, but I do believe their performance gave us a glimpse of, of what they could continue to do. Um, they were really balanced between the passing and running game um, with the rushing attempts between um, Harrison and Warren also being balanced. Um, I think the biggest leap was that they attacked the middle and they got their tight end involved. Um, he had nine catches, I believe, and he hasn't reached more than maybe three or four all season long. Um so I honestly believe if they can just focus on rushing the ball, passing the fire mooth, um, attacking the middle a little bit more, and if their defense can stay intact and stay healthy, there's no reason why they shouldn't make the playoffs. That defense is really good. Um, and three of the last six games that they play, they're playing teams that are under 500. And then the other two teams they play are Colts and Seahawks on the road. Um, I think they could easily win those three, you know, at least four of the five of those games. And then they play the Ravens last week. So, um, you know, depends on where all that's going to be. Ravens may already have everything locked up. They may not play people. Um, but, yeah, my, I think my takeaway is the Steelers are uh, – they're they're coming. I think they – like C. Spear 22 just said Tomlin's – I'll always back Tomlin. I'll never go against him. He, he knows how to coach. So He's just a guy. Like, he's just a stud, dude. Like, he just knows what up what's up. He knows what he's doing. He knows how to coach. He knows how to put these guys in a great position. And everything knows how to motivate. My first takeaway, and you know what? I'm coming out hot with this one. I'm coming out hot. And I know you're a Vikings fan, so don't take this one the wrong way, my man. The Eagles are this year's Vikings. Every year there's a team that seems to get the bounces, seems to get the turnover luck. Last year it was the Vikings. No offense, man. This year I think it's the Eagles. Let's look at the game against the Bills. James Cook dropped the touchdown. Seabass, not one, two missed field goals. Gabe Davis broke the wrong way for that touchdown. 
in overtime, and they're outgained by over 100 yards. Week before, Travis Kelsey, red zone turnover. MVS dropped that TD that would have won it and outgained by 100 yards. Week before that, against the Cowboys, CD Lamb ate them alive. Dak, if Dak doesn't step out, Cowboys are going to win that game on that field goal. Oh, yeah. And they're outgained by over 100 yards again. Week before that, against the Commanders, they were down. They scored 21 points in the fourth quarter, all on turnovers. Sam Howell, INTs. Terry McLaurin had an awful fumble. There was another awful fumble, I think, by Curtis Samuel. That led them to them scoring 21 points and getting the win. They had zero business winning that game. And oh, yeah, they're outgained by 100 yards again. They're constantly getting outgained. Their defense was on the field for 92 plays last week. Last four times, the Eagles have been down by 10 or more. They have come back and won. The rest of the NFL in that time span. Are you ready for this stat? The rest of the NFL in that time span, 72 and 308. Eagles 4-0. Eventually, this regression is just going to catch up to them. They're running good right now, but we need to remember this come playoff time because I think the numbers can be a little bit inflated. When they play the Cowboys in a couple weeks, we need to remember this because I think we're going to be able to get value in fading the Eagles moving forward in the playoffs and when they play the Cowboys in a couple weeks. I'm a little pissed off. That line for the game this week started off at two and a half, and right now it is the 49ers minus two and a half. Start off the Eagles minus two and a half. Now it's the 49ers minus two and a half. I just think the Eagles are running good. I think they're a little bit lucky. I think we're, they're a team we're going to be able to look to fade. That's my first takeaway. Wade, what is your second takeaway, my man? No, I, I agree with pretty much everything you said there. And um, to kind of bounce off that, my second takeaway is, um, you know, when the 49ers are healthy, it's pretty obvious they're the most dominant team in the NFL. Um, you know, not much of a shock here, even with like what you said with the Eagles sitting at 10 and one. They've struggled the last few weeks. They even struggled twice against the Commanders, and no business winning that second game. Um, you know, I was I was pretty shocked to see the 49ers run over the Seahawks like they did. Um, and honestly, it's really been a great three week run since they've gotten everybody back. And I think they've they've imposed their will against three potential playoff teams um, during that run. The 49ers defense has not allowed more than 14 points over the last three weeks. Um, and honestly, I just think right now the biggest question remains with them is um, Purdy versus Hurts when the game's on the line. Because I, unless the Cowboys beat the Eagles, I, I don't see it's not going to be the 49ers and, and the Eagles playing each other in the playoffs. And, you know, we know how dangerous Hurts and the Eagles can be. They're clutch. They always come through. Um, but I honestly think if, if Purdy can just keep the, the, the completion percentage high, not turn the ball over, and their defense stays healthy. I think they're going to run through the, the NFC, even how how well the Cowboys are playing. I still think the 49ers are going to beat them again. C. Spear chimes in, who's the best team in the NFC? So you think it's the 49ers? Yeah, when they're healthy, no question. If they lose like one guy, it's weird, but they just completely fall apart. I think when they're without Trent Williams, they're done. Yeah. I think Trent, sure. what Trent Williams does to that. I If I had to list the importance of guys on the yeah. 49ers – I think it would be Trent Williams one, yep. Debo two, yep. I'd say Purdy three, yeah. CMC four. I think those are their four most important guys. Yep. They're in the truck right now, and as long as they stay healthy, mm. I just don't see anybody beating them come the playoff time. Like if they have like a major injury, then obviously. But right now, the lay of the land, I totally agree with you. I think they're dominant. I think that. Um, you know, they're going to be able to uh, to run and make it back. Uh, that's pretty funny. Yeah, Packers, best team, LOL. Um, timeout, Eagles are way better than the Vikings from last year. Oh, 100%. Eagles had a better team. No offense, Wade. I know you're a Vikings fan, my man. But they are. I'm using it as a comparison, though. They beat us every year, too. They beat us last year, beat us this year. I'm just kind of u- using it as a comparison, as like a team that was running well. They were running well last year. They seem to get all the bounces, and 
I just feel that that's how it's going because they they had no business winning that game against the Bills. I was I was lucky enough. I got it three and a half earlier in the week because if I had a Bills three ticket, I would be absolutely livid yeah. if I did not hit that bet. Um, did you think the um, Eagles are going to end with the uh, the first seed? Or do you think they're going to fall apart and lose a couple games here? I think they're going to fall apart. I think they're going to lose the Cowboys. I think they're going to lose the 49ers. Um, the bigger thing would be is if the Cowboys somehow can overtake them for the two. That would, that would be, be crazy. That would be the bigger thing. Um, Because the Cowboys have a great schedule. Cowboys have some run. They could do something with it. I hate the Lakers 99. Hard to trust Brock. Um. I think if the game goes to script, it's – you know what I mean? I think if the game goes to script, you can trust them. Yeah, Let me read fine. this off to you. Um, so one of lawyer, loyal watcher of the show um, sent me this, and I, 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 broke, I broke it out to – I think it was last week or the week before – he sent me this tweet um, from Niners Dog. Brock Purdy, now this is per last week, leads the NFL in in most every single QB metric. Number one QB rating, number one QBR, number one completion percentage, number one TD percentage, number one passing success rate, number one yards per attempt, number one yards per completion uh, at Clippers stand sent me that. Um, he, um, yeah, I'll, it was a great find by him, man, because I had no idea Purdy was putting up that numbers. And it's kind of mind blowing. But that is the worry. Do you trust Purdy to lead you down for a field goal against the Eagles defense come playoff time? Right now, no, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's just, it's just one of those things. But I agree with you. I think. I think they're absolutely loaded. I think they're the best team in the NFC right now. Um, my second bet, NFL season is a grind. And we need to start looking at it in four different categories. Okay? Like every four weeks, we need to start looking at a, a section. Remember when the Broncos lost to the Dolphins 70-20? to 20, And yeah. they were 0-3 and everyone was writing them off? Seemed like a year ago. It seems like a million years ago. Since then, <laughs> since then, just listen to this. Six and two. Defense is only giving up 19.8 points per game. And in their five-game winning streak, they are allowing 16 points per game. During that five-game winning streak, Russell Wilson, who they traded all those assets to get, he has only thrown over 200 yards once. Peyton has taken a step back, and he's realized, hey, I have Javante Williams back here who runs angry. Mm-hmm. And now he's starting to get that step back after having that ACL injury, and I'm going to lean on him. I'm going to give him the ball. We're going to run it. We're going to play defense. And because of that, right now, they're the hottest team in the NFL. Could you imagine after week three, we you and I'd be sitting here at week 13, 10 weeks later and saying, Broncos are the hottest team in the NFL right now. I mean, just think about that, dude. Just think about how much stuff can change. And they have an absolute huge game this weekend against the Texans. Yeah. And I really feel whoever wins that game, I think they're in the playoffs. Yeah. I think 100%. I think that's an elimination game. I think whoever loses that game is out. I think whoever wins that game is in the playoffs. And I'll be honest, I wouldn't want to face this Broncos team right now. Doesn't matter if I'm the Ravens, I wouldn't want to face them. They already went toe to toe twice with the Chiefs beating them one time. Yep. Um, Dolphins. Yeah, Dolphins have some speed. That would be the, that would be the one, the little the little worry part right there. But I, I don't know. I I would not want to face this team. Javante Williams is healthy, which is huge. Defense is playing a lot better. We just need to remember it's a grind, and because of that, we need to not overreact 
so early in the season and start writing. Oh, I completely agree. I I wrote the Broncos off. I thought they were completely done. I thought they were going to be pushing for more of the top draft picks, top five at least. That's completely changed. Everyone was saying that. Everyone was saying, oh, my God, Caleb Williams. Sean Payton loves Cam Williams. Your boy, Caleb. Um, And uh, now, I mean – they're, they're, they're right in the mix. Like, literally, them, the Texans, and the Colts, all the same record. No, I got to give it to Peyton. I've never really been the biggest fan, but he's um, he's done a great job. Absolutely great job. Now, just think of this, even more mind-blowing. If the Chargers would have fired Staley, he would be in Los Angeles right now with Justin Herbert. What are the Chargers doing, by the way, with him? Why are they keeping him? He's one of the worst coaches in the league. They well, have to they have to see that. The owner has to see that. He can't be that dumb. Well, let's let's look at this owner. You mentioned the owner before. Obviously, Frank Wright being fired. We'll touch on that before we go on our bets. But let's talk, let's 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 touch on the um on the Chargers. This owner just moved. Why not just build a new stadium in San Diego? You moved now all the way over. You're sharing it with um, with the Rams. Obviously, no one from your team is coming to that stadium. Like, if you just would have stayed in San Diego, I know it's a smaller market, but you could still build a stadium there. You could still make tons of money. But for whatever reason, you moved to L.A. to chase the glam and the money. And I just feel as long as he's making money and coming out a little ahead on the pocketbook, I, I don't think he cares. I don't think he cares about fielding a winning football team. Cause if he did, you're right. Staley would be out. Uh, the big rumor, like I said, Belichick's looking to go there. Uh, we, we mentioned talking Frank, Wright. Do you have any thoughts about Wright being fired by the Panthers? No, I, I don't know. I obviously, I, I think it was the right thing to do. You can't just look that bad that long every single week, but they're going to have that. I think they need to take their time and get the right guy because you just can't keep this coaching carousel around young or he's never going to be good. You just, this is not a good recipe for a young quarterback to be successful. But I don't know. Right. Reich's a good coach, but he wasn't that great with the Colts either. So I, I don't know. But so hypothetically, let's say, you know, and I'm not being a Lions homer, but let's say you are Ben Johnson. Of the Lions. He already turned that job down, though. Why would he go back again the next I know. year? It's just, it, it's just an example, though. But let, let's say – give me another coach. Let's say you're Eric Bieniemy then. Okay? Sure. You're Eric Bieniemy. Are you going to take this job knowing that, hey, we traded DJ Moore multiple draft picks to get Bryce Young, an undersized quarterback who can't even do a quarterback sneak, and I have a coach who's fired these uh, – an owner, excuse me, who's fired these coaches very early on in the season. Is this guy going to give me enough enough leash, so to speak? I don't know, man. To me, it's just one of those things. If I was a coach, I I wouldn't want to go there. I, I, no. I wouldn't want to go there. I think no. you're going to have to get – I don't want to say a lower-level guy, but a lower-level guy, I think that's what they're going to have to get. Um, yeah, I mean, my Johnson could go there, but I think he's going to have to pay overpay him. He's going to have to promise him over the moon, put things in his contract that we don't even know about kind of stuff. So let's say you're, let's say you're Ben Johnson. Um, would you rather go to Chicago or Carolina? I don't, you think Chicago's getting rid of their coach? Oh yeah. He's gone. He's gone. Really? 100%. I'd rather go to Washington myself out of the three places, but I guess I'd take Chicago. I, I would take Chicago over. All right, so real quick. Let's just, let's, but Chicago's ownership is pretty inept as well. So teams you could see having a new coach, okay? Um, Chargers. Yeah, 1,000%. Uh, Raiders have an interim, so I'll put Raiders on the list. In the, in the South, I think the South will keep – everyone will keep their job. Yeah, in the north, everyone will keep their job. Let's you don't think Vrabel might leave for the Patriots if he ends up leaving? Well, I'm putting the Patriots down. I don't think Vrabel will oh. leave. I don't okay. think I think Belichick is going to leave. I think Belichick's obviously going to retire. Um, and that and that 
in the NFC, NFC West. I don't think anyone will leave. NFC South. We'll put we'll put the Bucks. I think the Bucks need to change the coach for sure. I Panthers. Yeah, Panthers. We're gonna put Chicago. Falcons and Saints are good. I don't. What do you think about the Saints coach? He's a coordinator to me. Yeah, we'll put the Saints in there too. Um, nobody and the Commanders. So right now, Chargers, Raiders, Pats, Bucks, Panthers, Bears, Saints, Commanders. Which is your dream dream job? Um, probably sounds crazy, but maybe the Buccaneers, just because they have Super Bowl pedigree, and I think their their ownership probably at least has a a more care they've they've shown in the past to spend money when they need to and put teams together. I, I guess I'd go with Bobby that. Young sucks. The old chance BJ goes to Carolina. Yeah, he turned it down, like Wade said before, and I agree. Young sucks. Um, if I had to rate these jobs, okay, so there's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Well, I guess if the Saints are in there, I'd probably take the Saints first, but if I'm going to not have them, I'll probably take the Bucks. See, I'm going to put the Bears one just because you have those top draft picks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, I'm only thinking about top that. draft picks. You can flip fields. Yeah. You can make him into something. 100%. Number two, I'm going to put the Chargers because you have Herbert. Number three, number three, I'd probably put the Commanders. Yeah, I like that. You know, the offensive line needs to work. Howell has showed some things. I think, I think that would be, I think that would be the job. Um, geez, this is where it gets tricky, dude. Um, next, next, I probably put the Raiders. Just because you have the defensive lineman in Crosby, you have Devontae Adams, you have Josh Jacobs, you have the young quarter, you young tight end in Meyer. Maybe you get a quarterback in free agency. They've got good players for sure. Or maybe you can draft like Sanders from Colorado or um, Penix from Washington and get someone, someone like that. So, um, why is nobody talking about Jaden Daniels coming out and? Is he just? Oh like, yeah, maybe Jaden Daniels. I totally forgot about him. I haven't heard anybody talk about yeah, him though. Um, gosh. So my next, this is a tough one. Next one, I would probably go. I'd probably go Bucks next, just because you have the Florida, Florida taxes. You can obviously draw players there. You have Mike Evans, who's a free agent, but I think you can resign him. Chris Godwin, Rashad White. Um, I'd probably do the Bucks next. Uh, after that, I would probably do the Patriots, even though they're in a tougher conference, you're going to have a high draft pick next. After that, I go the saints saints are behind the eight ball because of their contract situations. They have a lot of guys that are under some big contracts. You're not going to be able to get people down there. And the last one, I go to Panthers. You have an owner that's going to be flipping people very quickly, very short leash. He does this with his MLS team and you have no draft picks to me. This is the least desirable, um, job c spear 22 is bryce the biggest number one bust ever uh i'm gonna say no um you c spear 22 may be too young wade you may be too young russell from the raiders i don't know if you remember this um russell went to lsu oh yeah tall yeah big tall physical guy um just a complete and utter bust he am he by far is the biggest draft bust. I think we got to give Young some more time. He has like the worst receiving core. His offensive line stinks. I don't mind the running backs, I guess, but they don't have a lot of talent around him. See, I like Terrence Marshall. I don't mean they give Terrence Marshall enough run. Uh, yeah, I mean, now- Houston, CJ Stroud's put in such a better position, too. And if you talk to people that are around college football that actually worked out with these players, I think a lot of them were talking about how much better Stroud was than Young. And for some reason, the, the scouts and coaches couldn't see that. So what I was told, I had Stroud number one on my board. Like, I dive really deep into the NFL draft stuff. I had Stroud number one. I was told the owner went out to dinner, and he just liked Young more. That was it. He just liked Young more. Wright wanted Stroud. The owner wanted Young. That's why I went the way. Um, now we're at everyone's favorite part of the show. We're at bets. Bets. We're going to each give our three bets that we have locked in for the week. 
always, you know, you can follow us on X. Wade is on fan bias. Is that what it's called? Yep. yep. Fan basis. Fan bias. And you can fan follow basis. him for all his um for all his bets there. Big boy Russ. Yeah, Russ was a big boy. Uh, Wade, first bet, where are you going, my man? Yeah, man, honestly, I struggled with some of the games this week trying to figure out what I liked. Um, the first bet, I am going down to Nashville, and I'm actually going to take the Titans to cover the two and a half. Um, it was still, honestly, a tough tough game to pick. Um, Titans are at home against the Colts, so division rivalry game. Um, and something has to give in this game because currently this year the Titans are 4-0 um, at home against the spread, and they are 4-0 covering the the 2.5, um, being their only loss was to the Ravens, which was not in Nashville. Um, meanwhile, the Colts are 3-1 against the spread on the road this season and are 3-1 covering the 2.5 on the road. Um, the Colts also beat the Titans earlier in the year, so I think we're looking for a little payback. Um, they had Tannehill then. They've got Levis now. I'm not saying that's much of an upgrade, but um, Colts lost Taylor today, which I took this before that news broke, which I think is a pretty big, pretty big news. Um, and really, I just love Derrick Henry at home this year. Um, in four games at home, he's averaging 94 rushing yards. Um, and, he, and the Colts are on a three-game winning streak, so I think this is kind of a setup for um, Vrabel to get the get the boys ready to play. I think if the Titans can run the ball, um, they have the 10th-ranked scoring defense, so if they can just play good defense and run the ball like they're supposed to, I think they'll at least keep it close. If they lose, maybe it'll be a two-point game. I wish I could have taken the three, but um, I'll take plus two and a half. They might win this game outright. I was waiting for the three. Three never popped. I'm on yeah, the know. Um, I was so hoping we get to three. Um, I'm I'm on this one too. Sea Spirit 22, Vrabel is a dog. One of the bigger plays we like to do here on the show. Bobby chimes in. JT is out. What what injury does JT have? He has a, a thumb surgery today. I don't know um, what why that's causing him to be out. It's just a thumb. You can still play football with your uh, you know your legs and grab the ball. I hate the Lakers. I'm on them to play the money line. Let's make some money. Love this bet, Wade. Winch, you should not be laying points on the road. That's basically an easy way to think about it. I like this bet, too. I'm on this one, too. I like I like it a lot for all the points that you raise. And obviously, Vrabel as a dog is one of my favorite trends I like to do. My next yeah. bet, I'm going to Sunday Night Football, man. I'm taking the Green Bay Packers. I got them at plus seven. This line is starting to dip down. Um yeah. There's still some six and a half in the, in the market, but I think we'll get back up to seven. So I play, I got this off of openers at the plus seven, still like it a plus six and a half. Something isn't right with this Chiefs team offensively, and it's that they're missing my boy Eric Bieniemy. The offense hasn't looked good. They are the worst scoring team in the second half. You ready to get your mind blown? Before last week's game against the Raiders, guess how many points they're averaging in the second half? Six. I know it's oh, low. Man, you said five. Okay. Five, five points in the second half. Obvious offensive line isn't looking good. Honestly, I'm still shocked the Raiders weren't able to cover the plus 10 for us last week. Packers defensively, especially a defensive line, has looked better each and every week. They dominated the Lions offensive line, which I have graded higher than the Chiefs offensive line. I think the Packers front will be able to get home and cause havoc in the backfield for Mahomes. Mahomes, as a favorite of three and a half or more, is 46% ATS. As a road favorite of three and a half or more, he is 45% ATS. As a road favorite of six and a half or more, dips down to 41% ATS. Non-conference dogs getting six and a half or more on Sunday night games. All the way up to that 60% mark we love. I also I kind of feel it's just a good spot to fade the Chiefs here. They just be a divisional rival on the road in the Raiders. And who do they have on deck? Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills. We'll play the trends. We'll play the spot. I'm taking the Packers here plus the seven. Whew, Sunday night. It looks like I'm it looks like my old ass is gonna be staying up late on a Sunday night, my man. Yeah, I can't disagree with any of that. Actually, with when we were talking before this and you you sent out the 
you know, the rundown and I saw that you were taking the Packers, that was going to be one of my picks. So I couldn't take him because you oh. took him. I guess I could have too, but no, that's as soon as I saw that line open, I thought that's, they're giving us one there. I Packers are playing really well lately. Their defense is really stepping up to the way they should have been probably playing all year. I think so now obviously Jordan love was terrible at the beginning of the year, worst completion percentage. And now he's now they're now they've got him playing a good groove. You know, I mentioned it with the, um, the Broncos, maybe the Packers are the team that the team in the NFL NFC doesn't want to play. You know, maybe they're a team. Uh, but Love is turning the corner. Yeah, 100%. He's looked a lot better last couple of games. Wade, I absolutely love this next bet. Lay it on me, big dog. Yeah, so we're going to go back down to Houston. We're going to take the uh, Broncos to cover the three and a half here. Um, if they do lose, I only see them losing by a field goal. I just, the, the way their defense has been playing, they've looked so good since losing to the Dolphins. Um, I also expect them to collect at least one turnover in this game. Um, Houston doesn't turn the ball over a lot, but Denver leads the NFL with uh, 22 total turnovers forced. Um, a majority of those have been fumbles, I believe. Um, but I think that could be the difference down the stretch in a tight game versus, versus a rather poised rookie. But he just threw three interceptions at, the, at home against the Cardinals. Um, so I think he can at least give up one, and I think it could come at a pivotal moment. Um, the Broncos, man, all they got to do is run the ball and not turn the ball over. Kind of the same recipe they've been doing. I think their defense always travels, so I don't think they're going to have a problem. Um, I think they're going to be able to get to Stroud, at least get a few sacks. Um, you know, they're not putting the ball in Russell's hand a lot for a second down. They're running the ball a lot, and then they're letting him kind of make some plays on third down, which give them a chance to win. Um, I, as long as Russell doesn't turn the ball over, man, I don't see why the Broncos don't win this game outright. Yeah, I mean, I think the big thing is you're getting over three. I think this is gonna, I think this is a field goal game. And we saw yeah. last week that the Texans don't have a field goal kicker right now. Then <laughs> they nope. just cut Amendola. So I absolutely – I love this one as well. I'm definitely going to be on this one. Stroud has yet to cover a game as a favorite this year. Let's make some money. Houston can't stop the run. Uncle Rico, your boy Javante Williams will eat. As someone, I have – there's two guys that I have on every single fantasy team, Javante Williams and Stefan Diggs. And I have to say, I kind of like where I am right now. You know, yep. Stefan always gets 13 points. Javante is starting to become a bigger factor. I definitely feel I'm in a good position. Um, My next bet, and Jesus Christ, I hate – the fact this game is going to be on one of my TVs, I'm going to be hating my life for it. Give me the Jets plus three. Arthur Smith as a favorite, 33% ATS. Desmond Ritter as a favorite, 29% ATS. Mm -hmm. I feel this is a good spot to fade the Falcons after being the Bucs. They have two divisional games on deck. And with how that division is playing out, the divisional games are going to be the ones that matter, if that makes sense. Because it's just... All, every team is going to have a losing record. Whoever has the best record in the division is going to be getting through. Jets' defense is four DVOA, and this will be the best defense that Ritter has faced. Last time Ritter played a defense in the top 10 DVOA, the Falcons only put up seven points. He finished 19 for 31, 191 yards, and had two INTs. Jets' defense is better than the Jaguars' defense. That's what he did against the Jaguars. Jets are fourth DVOA. I think that he's really going to struggle moving the ball. Also, another way to look at it is this. The Jets just played Josh Allen and before, and then they played Tua. Now you're playing Desmond Ritter. That's a big drop-off in level of quarterbacks. I think they're going to be able to take advantage of that. Also, home dogs, when the total is 35 or less, 54%. ATS. So we're seeing this low total and getting points. Jets played a tight half against the Phil Finns. Then the 100-yard pick six, Hail Mary happened. Then the floodgates opened up. 
Hall can move the ball on the ground against the Falcons defense. Plus, I can't live in a world where Ritter is laying three points on the road and I don't fade him. Jets, just like I said, just played Allen Tua. I think Ritter's going to be a breath of the fresh air. Give me the J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. I'm on the Jets here, plus three. I hate it, man. I hate it. I hate it. Uh, it's an ugly game, man. It's going to be an ugly game. I don't know. Tim Boyles, um, I, they they really need to start leaning on that rushing game more for sure. You know, as long as um, as long as the Jets rush defense can wake up a little bit and shut Robinson down, this they should win this game. And also, the thing is, Smith for whatever reason, he just is reluctant to lean on to lean on him. He don't, he won't yeah. run. He's he really weird. Nope. Um, next bet, my man. You don't you going down to Nolo? Tell me. What yeah. You got. We are going with a favorite here. We're gonna we're gonna go ahead and take the Lions three and a half. I'm just not gonna overthink this. Um, um, most weeks, I would probably just move the line to three and just eat the juice, um, just in case the Saints want to want to play a good game. But I don't know. I, I just think if the Lions are for real, they beat this team handedly, um, especially after that performance on Thanksgiving. Um, and the three losses that they've had, um, they have won by more than 10 points the following game, which they've only played two of them because they just lost their last game. But um, in those two games, they averaged 13-point difference. Um, those two games were against the Bucks and the Raiders, um, which I think are kind of similar to where the Saints are right now. I don't think the Saints are any better than any of those teams. Um, versus common opponents, the Lions are 5-1, and one, where the Saints are 2-3. and three. Um, And I just think the Lions are simply the better team. Um, the Saints' defense is still good, but I think the Lions – should definitely make a statement both on the ground and in the air. And I definitely expect Carr to be under pressure all game and take a few sacks, at least two sacks. So I, I just don't see how they didn't actually, the Lions already moved to like five and a half on some books. So that's fair to five and a half. Yeah. Oh, wow. Uh, I might be back. Anyone at wide receiver, everyone is hurt. Plus Goff should be able to bounce back. Um. Yeah. With the Lions defense, maybe you're able to get a better line, better line, better line live. Maybe. I mean, the one thing is with live betting, I mean, the risk is you're betting that the Saints would drive down and score. That that's the risk you're taking with that that theory. Um, I think anything under four, I think you could lock it in. Like Wade said, the slide's starting to move in the Lions' favor, so I would lock this in sooner rather than later. If I were you guys listening, my next one. Oh my God! Give me the Arizona Cardinals here, plus five and a half. Tomlin as a favorite, forty-eight percent ATS. As a favorite of over three and a half, that dips down to forty-four point one percent. Murray as a dog, sixty-four point seven percent ATS. Murray as a road dog, seventy-seven point eight percent ATS. Murray as a road dog, getting three and a half or more. You ready for this one? 81.8% ATS. Wow. Cool, Kev. What is up, my friend? I appreciate you tuning in. Um, I always like playing Murray here as a dog because he's able to extend plays with his legs. Steelers sure. struggle defending wide receiver in the slot. That's Rondell Moore. Right now, Rondell Moore is the first read on pretty much all of Murray's dropbacks. It's either Moore or McBride in the middle of the field where the Steelers are vulnerable. Also, I know everyone's talking about the Steelers' offense, but my one worry is this. I know they put up 400 yards, but that was against the Bengals. And the Bengals' defense has been struggling a little bit. Plus, they only scored 16 points. I've, I have this theory, and I'm working on this project. And we talk, we're, you and I were talking about player props off the air. And I'm working on this player project, this project where teams before Thursday game running back usage and then Thursday game running back usage, kind of seeing if it's kind of correlated. We saw it earlier in the season with the Eagles and, um, and Swift where they had that game before Thursday, didn't use Swift at all. Then Swift came out and he completely balled out. You know what? I agree here. I'm not a Kenny Pickett guy. Do you like? Do you like Pickett? 
You like small nope. hands? Um, nope. So maybe we don't see as much Najee Harris. Maybe we don't see as much Warren. And that is the one thing the cards really do struggle at, stopping the run. So if Najee's not getting as much run, Warren's not getting as much run because they're saving him for Thursday, which the, which Tomlin's done in the past, that could hurt this offense. Um, we're hearing reports Steelers have some locker room issues with Deontay Johnson. We finally have film on the Sullivan's offense. I'm big into luck, and I really feel luck tends to even out throughout the course of the year. Steelers are right now are grading out the luckiest team in the NFL. So I think we're going to see some regression to the mean here. We talk about buying low, selling high. Teams that lost by 17 points or more the previous week that the current week are road dogs getting three or more. 56% ATS. I'm buying the spot. I'm playing the trend of Faden Tomlin as a, as a favorite. I'm on the Arizona Cardinals here, plus five and a half. And I absolutely hate myself for it. I don't hate it, man. I don't hate you for it. I think uh, I, I think you're team. right. Kyler Murray can keep them in games. And I honestly thought last week might have been the, the week for him to kind of show everybody what he's capable of and keeping teams in close games. Obviously, that wasn't the game to show that. But I think their their defense can make plays. They've been in games this year. They beat teams this year. So. Um, and just with Kyler, I mean, like he's just able to keep stuff alive with his legs. And I really mentioned, you know, like, you, you know, we talked about these, um, quarterbacks coming out. We talked about Caleb Williams. I agree with you hundred percent. I don't think Caleb Williams is going to be the guy. I think May is going to be the best quarterback that comes out of this class, but with Murray, he's playing for his next contract. He's playing for his next team because if you're the cards, you're going to move on from them or you're going to get weapons um, to go to um, weapons on the offensive line to go to them. So I don't know. I just, I just think it's a good thing for good thing to take the cards here. A um, couple yeah, questions I mean, here. Yeah, I think they have better offensive weapons than the Steelers. I, they, I, I like the receivers. I like their tight end. Oh, I love McBride. I love McBride. I love more. Michael Wilson yeah. could be coming back. Spear chimes in with the, with the game of the week. Who are you taking, dude? Four Niners. You taking the Niners? Yeah. I was going to take Niners for one of my picks on this, but I just don't want to stick my neck out there, man. <laughs> I don't know. Here's the thing. Let me ask you this. When is too many points too many points, though? We've seen – dude, this is moved, man. This is moved from two and a half – from getting two and a half to laying two and a half. That's a big fucking move, dude. You know what I mean? I, like, I, 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 I thought about taking the Eagles plus plus money at home because, like, why would you not? But I just think the 49ers are a better team. My thought process is if this gets to three and a half, that's my buy point. I already have in my head. I, I like that. Alert set up. If this gets to three and a half, I'm taking the Eagles. I think San Francisco wins the game. Um, I was pissed off. I missed the opener two and a half. I hate the Lakers chimes in. He's raised in LA, boy. Thoughts on Browns and Rams? I actually do have a bet in this game. Do you? Uh, no. I was I was looking at it to take. Actually, that was going to be one of my other games for this. I was looking at the Rams. I just don't like the Browns' quarterback situation. I know their defense is good, but you got to be able to put points up on the board. See, this is this is how I looked at it. I looked Stafford, and I'm a huge Lions guy. I've seen many of Matt Stafford's games in my life. And the one thing Matt Stafford struggles with is what? Pressure in his face. And if Garrett Smith, and I know Garrett's hurt, if they can get home, I think he's going to struggle to get the ball off. Um, And I'm going to say this, like, if the game skis on script and it doesn't turn into a shootout, I absolutely love the Browns. Because as as long as you're not forcing DTR – to be putting up like 25 points. If he throws the ball 15 to eight, 15 to 20 times, 18 carries from Ford, 15 carries from, from um, hunt, you know, four gadget plays. That's their script right there. And just run the clock And with that defense. I, I kind of like it. And um, 
I don't know. I really think like we talked about it last week and well, let me hear your thought with it. I think the two futures that are getting overlooked in the market are Miles Garrett 200 to 1 for MVP cuz if the Browns make the playoffs, which is very feasible right now. Mm-hmm. He's got to get some love for MVP cuz this is a completely defensive driven team. And number 2, Skafanski coach of the year. 28 to 1. Just think about this. Oh, really? Starting quarterback is out. You're you know what I mean? So he's out. Sure. And then and then after that, you have your um starting quarterback. You have your um oh my god, who else? Um Nick Chubb out, your two tackles out, and um um who else is out? I'm someone else is out, but to do all that, I mean, I think that's absolutely huge, man. I absolutely love the um, – I absolutely love him. I, I love Skafanski in the spot. I think 28 to 1 is a huge number. I'm sorry, man. I got really confused because a big thumbs up came up on my screen. I don't – do you see that? No. Oh, that completely threw me off, man. Uh, Wade, I'd like to thank you for taking time out of your day, coming on, talking, some shop and everything. Why don't you tell everyone where they can find you on social media, my man? Yeah, you guys can just find me over on X, uh, formerly Twitter, um, just at Wade's Bets. Um, in my bio, there's a link to my uh, premium service with fan bases. I also offer free service on there. So if you guys are just looking to get some more free picks than I give out on Twitter, you guys can join that as well. Um, yeah, and I just you know wish everybody good luck this week on your picks, and let's cash out. Let's make some money. Let's cash some yeah. tickets. Until next week, former Division Three star Reed. Is going to be next week's guest. Make nice. sure you check. Very nice. Go ahead back. Very nice. Check that out, dude. I'm telling you, man. He was a gunslinger back in the day, man. Reed. No, I, like, could, I like. I like watching him on here. He's good. Reed. Reed could. Uh, he could sling the ball a little bit. Uh, make sure to give my boy Wade a foul. Make sure to check him out if you're looking for his premium plays. Let's make some money. Let's cash some tickets. Until next week, boys and girls. <laughs>